Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in. We appreciate you listening in. This week, we've got a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. We want to talk to you about a new Bitcoin bill that has hit Congress first off. Then we want to talk to you about how some of these activists across the world are petitioning Congress to make sure that they are being specific and clear and concise in their language so that they're not stifling innovation. Additionally, we want to talk about this new mining ban in New York and how that's going to affect the crypto sphere. Moving on, we're going to tell you about a new game that is going to be added to the Epic Games marketplace, Epic Games being one of the biggest game developers and biggest marketplaces in the world. So that's a pretty cool partnership. And finally, we wanna address how crypto used to be in 2013, looking at the top 14 list on CoinMarketCap and where we are now. Where are the new coins in the top 14 and how it's drastically changed. So let's get into it. First off, there has been a bill that has been added to Congress, the Bitcoin bill. We call it that, but it's actually called the Responsible Financial Innovation Act. For regulatory clarity of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Super boring. (laughs) However, that's okay because we need this to be boring. We need this to be very detailed, very specific so that the regulators can do their job and not stifle innovation. They said that themselves. Loomis said, if we over-regulate Bitcoin, it'll go to other countries and they don't want to stifle innovation. So I think those, that's a good start for this bill. Yeah, so it was introduced by uh, Loomis, who we've talked about previously. She's very pro-crypto, which is great. I think it's kind of funny. Cynthia Loomis, Republican Cynthia Loomis. senator, rancher from Wyoming. And, and Kirsten Gillibrand, who's a senator from New York. Um, so introduced by two women, which I think is pretty cool. One Republican, one Democrat. Right, yep. so bipartisan, all of these cool things. Um, the idea is to bring order to the crypto space which I think is going to be, you know, an easy way of saying, hey, we know this is the Wild West. Let's tamp down on some of this, you know, shenanigans and and actually get some meaningful legislation out there. So I, it's exciting to see that and the idea that these, you know, these two women in Congress are the ones who are, are spearheading this just bodes well for the whole space, I think. Well, and I think meaningful, the, the keyword meaningful legislation is is really important because we've got these two regulatory bodies, the CFTC, the SEC, one dealing with commodities, Commodities and Future Trade Commission, and then you have the SEC Securities Exchange Committee and- Commission. Commission, sorry, commission. And they, one is securities, one is commodities. So being specific as to which cryptocurrencies are commodities, which are securities, and giving those specific currencies to those specific governing bodies with the set of rules to make sure that everything is in line. And once again, a commodity, Bitcoin is a commodity. That's been- It has been defined as commodity. Defined as a commodity, Mm -hmm. which a commodity, once again, is the opposite of a non-fungible token. It's completely fungible, which means each increment, uh, you know, each coffee bean is the same, each, you know, corn 
I was going to say corn cob. Each corn cob is the same. No, each corn kernel is the same. Right. So all of these things are commodities because you can't tell the difference between one or the other. Whereas with a security, now you're talking about a potential corporation, which is why the SEC is involved and does the Howey test, which we've talked about before. Right. And so this is publicly traded on the stock market, all that stuff. That securities are, are, are the responsibility of the Securities Exchange Commission. Whereas the CFTC is kind of, uh, the day to day, right? The derivatives, the trading, the you know, the sale of these uh, of these commodities. Whereas the SEC is is this a business? Is this an entity? Are there people working for a company to to make sustain money? the value of a particular currency? Correct. Right, and that's why they have that big Ripple lawsuit. Is Ripple's foundation important to the value of Ripple and to the value that? consumers, retail investors are, are gaining from investing. Um, I think the other really important thing is that fine line of protecting investors, but also not keeping them blocked from, from investing. And the one, the one thing that I thought was really important that they want to do is specifically with stable coins. Kevin O'Leary said, low hanging fruit is stable coins. Let's regulate that first. And what they want to do is they want to either A, make stable coins like USDC, FDIC insured, just like your money in a bank account. How cool would that be if your stable coins were also insured by the government or making sure that they are 100% backed by hard assets? Yeah, hard, hard assets. assets. Yep, I like that. That's so a kind of damn movie, I think. Hard, it is, hard it is uh, it's a Vin Diesel movie, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll check that out. Don't check that out. I wouldn't recommend it. So wait, you're saying don't Google hard assets? No, I would uh, I would turn on your uh, private browser for that. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, they I, I just think that's really important that they're trying to protect the consumer but also not stifle innovation. Right. Um, so when when is this bill going to happen? When are we going to see the Well, one up? more thing too is there you talk about because the big argument is, well, Bitcoin is only a store of value. It can't be transactional. And so they've put a, they've put a provision yeah. into this bill that says any transaction that's- um, $600, right? Or less? Well, so any transaction that would, would have $600 worth of capital gains. So- Let's say, for instance, you purchase Bitcoin at say a thousand dollars, and you right? sell it for sixteen hundred. That's six hundred in capital gains. Nope, nope. So slightly different. So okay, uh, let's say you sell it for ten thousand dollars, right? Okay, but you're not selling it; you're using it as uh, you're purchasing something. Oh, sure. So whereas you would be, uh, if you were purchasing something for that ten thousand, then you would be on the hook for that nine thousand dollars worth of capital gains, right? Mm. So at a twenty percent rate, now you're paying eighteen hundred, right? Right, because that's the difference. Is if you use U.S. dollars on a transaction, you're not taxed on that but if you use bitcoin to buy something Correct. and you've gained value Correct. before you make that purchase you're ta that's a taxable event so basically what the math boils down to is any transaction under three thousand dollars which would be most transactions you are not suspect or uh, subject to capital gains tax so that's a huge thing too is because that's the argument is well why would i ever use my my crypto as uh, a payment because 
not only am I paying for the transaction, I'm paying sales tax on the transaction and I'm paying capital gains tax on the transaction. There's no incentive for that. Right. So now they're saying up to a certain threshold, if you're making large purchases, yeah, you're still going to be on the hook for that. But for now, that's a good way in to say, yeah, this is transactional now. It's There's a possibility for that. Which is nice too, because I mean, you think about using a credit card, most of your credit card purchases, you know, on the day to day are are smaller. You know, you're buying food right. or you're buying coffee or- I haven't spent $3,000 on my credit card. Never? On one purchase? You've never spent $3,000? On my credit card? Yeah. I mean, maybe. But rarely, right? I mean, I did spend- 3,500 on that uh, hard assets, gold-plated DVD. Mm. But other than that. Well, so. But I can resell that. You could. So. As an NFT. If anyone wants, I got it. That's great. Hard assets on DVD. Yeah. But that's really cool because it does it does give that transaction transactional value. And it incentivizes people to maybe use Bitcoin, whereas Others might just hoard it. Or not even Bitcoin. I mean, it could be another cryptocurrency sure. too, you know, the probably a different cryptocurrency, but it still applies, right? As you're not paying capital gains taxes because you it's technically a property, you know. So why would you want to give up your value, give up an additional 20% of your value, potentially? Nobody would. No, no. It's like cashing out your 401k early. Right, exactly. There's no incentive. So now they're trying to give an incentive. And make it easier to be transactional. Yeah. I like that. Um, moving on, similar. Um, there were some critics that petition Congress. We'll call them crypto Karens. Yes, we will. Yep. And they basically their anti crypto open letter was sent to Congress, um, saying they're from a scientific community, uh, well known crypto critics and authors, but. Yeah, I mean, they're they're they want more strict regulations. Well, they're rich people, probably yeah. privileged people, high income, hence, democratic countries. Right. Yeah. That's why they're crypto Karens. Right? Crypto Karens is yeah. that they probably have interests in other banks and centralized bodies and things that are counterintuitive to crypto, and they're probably older and all this stuff, and they don't, you know, understand the technology, and they're misinformed. Hence, crypto. Karens. Crypto Karens. So, in an attack against these crypto Karens, 21 activists, they say clapped back. They sent a petition in saying that we urge open-minded, quote, they, we urge open-minded, empathetic approach towards monetary tools that are increasingly playing a role in the lives of people facing political repression and economic hardship. And these people were from all over the world. I'm talking Ukraine, Russia, Iraq, Nigeria, Venezuela, Cuba, and even North Korea. Wow. Yeah. And so they... They are just trying to say, hey, you know what? We understand you guys are trying to make regulations. We're not against that, but please be thoughtful. Just like this Bitcoin bill, which I think so far is thoughtful. Yeah, I agree. Please be thoughtful. Don't make these snap judgments, these right. snap decisions to regulate, regulate, regulate. Because a lot of people in, in some of these other countries that may not be as affluent, they're using Bitcoin. They're using stable coins. And if if they can't use them as easily, that's a problem because it allows them access to these financial tools that they may not have had before. Well, and also the point of the dollar is still the standard, right? It's so far, it is still the standard in yeah. the world. So if we mess up the next step of the dollar, which we argue is the stable coin, is that it's better, faster, stronger. 
if we mess that up, then that trickles down and other countries are going to be directly affected by that. So it is on our, you know, on our plate that we have to be more responsible and that we are looking out for the little guys. And that's just what government's supposed to do, but it doesn't always happen that way. Well, and that regulations don't just affect United States. Correct. Consumers. Because this is a world currency. Right. So when you regulate a world currency domestically, it still has world implications. Yep. And they, they also said, and I quote, Bitcoin and stablecoins offer ungated access to the global economy for people in countries like Nigeria, Turkey, or Argentina, where local currencies are collapsing. Right. So I think it's great that they are sending their two cents in, you know, because we are working on a more comprehensive bill and this just helps solidify and propagate that idea so then the question is when will we see this bill be voted on and what we what we read about was that this could take up to a year before it it gets voted on yeah because they take forever to do everything right. so well and i mean it's a midterms you know it's coming up yeah so nobody, everybody wants to stay on the fence so that they don't alienate anybody and all that. So talk about politics. That's why we're not going to see a vote for a year or so. It's probably going to be longer, if I'm being honest. Yeah, especially with all those crypto Karens out there. <sighs> and speaking of crypto Karens, we have to talk about New York. So New York just imposed a two-year moratorium on new carbon-based, fuel-powered, proof-of-work cryptocurrency mining. A lot of words. So basically what that means is no new Bitcoin mining yep. if you're using carbon-based, so electricity, non-renewables. Yep. Right? And I guess that leaves those who are using renewables, they can still add more machines to their mine right. situation. But really, the point of this bill was to decrease emissions. ecological footprint yep. emissions, right? Um, but it's really not going to do that. No. What it's going to do and is already doing is it's going to force miners out because miners that have big facilities, they need to keep adding more miners, mining rigs to their, to their operation. Otherwise they can't expand and they can't keep up because right. it's very competitive. So they can't do that legally. So they'll move and they already have. Yep. What uh, was it 50% have close, already moved? Close to half have already moved because, I mean, it's the same thing when Russia banned it, when China banned it, they go to Turkmenistan, you yeah, know? Yeah, they move. It's, you're not stopping the emissions. That's not the point. Right. You're just stifling innovation mm -hmm. and you're, you know, the guy who's got the sandwich shop next to the mining rig, he's going to lose business. I'm sorry. Right, because it's very hot and sweaty in those <laughs> mining facilities how else is he going to melt the cheese you need, on, yep. on his sandwiches? Yep, you need to They're always be drinking liquids. They're Bitcoin toasted and sandwiches. And you really hungry. And he lost his business because of this new. Wow. Wow. So really, it's not going to solve any problems. It's just going to push people away. And the other thing, too, is like you said, the emissions are still going to happen because yep. people are going to keep mining elsewhere. Right. And yeah, it just, it's... It's ill-informed. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Is what it is. It's instead of regulating stable coins, you're doing this. Yes, we understand Bitcoin is not good for the environment, but it's still only 0.08% of global emissions. 0 0.08, less than 1%. That yeah. is not much. So get off it already. Well, and the other thing too is 
people are progressively moving towards more sustainable Correct. mining sources because it's more profitable that way. All right, a little more fun. Moving on, Epic Games, one of the biggest game developers in the world. They, just to give you perspective for those who don't know, they own Fortnite, they own the Gears of War franchise, they now own Rocket League, some of the biggest titles, AAA list titles out there. If you don't play them, that's fine. I just think it's really important that they are getting into the NFT and the crypto space. So they announced that they will be on their marketplace. So just to give you an idea of what that's like. So Epic Games is a developer, so they make games, but they also have a marketplace where people can go and buy them and play them on their computer. All right, let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. Because like for people who are like older, you know, who like remember when you bought your first PC and had that little that little tray. The floppy disk? Uh, not that far back. Okay. Um, so it had the little tray that pops out, right? That's not for your coffee. Turns out. Turns out. It's not a couple. No? Okay. So you used to put this little this little disc in there. And the disc had something that said, you know, 50 free hours of AOL or it a, did a, some that. sort of game on there, right? And yep. so the game would be on this disc. It would be like a laser would like etch this game onto a disc. And you take the disc and you'd put the disc into this cup holder and you push it back in the computer and then you would play a game. Yeah, and then it would crash, and you'd have to reboot your computer again, right? Right. Yeah, and then and and then you dial up, you know, that would take a little bit of time. So, like, for two hours, you would play a, a game, and then the phone would ring, and then you, yeah, you get disconnected. Yeah, but it that wasn't the point. The point was is that you were on the world wide web. So now, now that transition is now you can just take it, take the game from the cloud. And you don't have to worry about putting it onto a, a a piece of plastic anymore. Yeah, I mean that's true. You and you can also store instead of one disc, you can store like four thousand, four hundred thousand, whatever your space allows games on your library. In in a hard drive, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. In the cloud, the, in cloud, the cloud drive. Anyways, so Steam, Valve, words. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Valve is the parent company of Steam. Right. So Valve is the parent company of Steam. Steam is the largest PC gaming marketplace. Okay. Okay. So they have over 120 million monthly active users. Wow. Yeah. And basically it allows you to just buy whatever games you want to play, put them in a library, a list on your computer, and you can just pick from them, boot up the game, play it. Great. Epic Games which is also a developer, so they make games. They created a store kind of in competition with Steam. They have about half as many active monthly users. However, they're doing something different. Steam said, nope, we're not. We're not going to allow NFT games, Bitcoin, blockchain games. But Epic said, we're, we're cool with it. Let's do it. So a big game creator in the Web3 metaverse is, is called Gala Games. You can actually buy their token on We've Coinbase. We've talked about that yeah. before. And they are coming out with a, a, a shooter kind of like Fortnite called Grit. It's a Wild West shooter. Um, so it's it's in line with all the, the hyped up games right now. And they are going to feature it on Epic Games Marketplace. So okay. you'll be able to buy this game. You'll be able to play it through Epic Games 60 plus million monthly user Marketplace. Wow. Um, which is huge because Gal is just kind of getting started. It's nine cents a coin right now. Yeah. They've got a few games, most of them in development. But this will be the first time ever that a Web3 NFT-based game is featured on one of these mega marketplaces. Okay. 
Wow. So for me, I own some Gala, full disclosure. I might be picking up a little bit more Gala if this thing blows up. Because now, whereas with Fortnite, you've got in-game, you know, credits or whatever. I don't know. I don't play the game. Surprise, I think surprise. called V-Bucks. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. But you have your in-game stuff, but it, it stays in the game as opposed to this, where you're actually, this is a cryptocurrency that you could either maybe play to earn or what have you right. at some point. Right. Well, then they have all these different guns. I'm sure they'll have skins and, you know, character outfits, and you'll be able to trade those in the game, buy and sell them. So you can potentially, you know, profit, play to earn yeah. this game. And it's on one of the biggest marketplaces. And it will be on one of the biggest marketplaces. Yeah. So you're thinking Microsoft, Sony, Epic. They're in the same echelon. And finally, top 13 of, sorry, top 14 of 2013. So this list was pulled on May 9th of 2013. Let me draw your attention to the top two. We got Bitcoin and Litecoin, and then we've got PP coin, name coin, feather coin, Terra coin, Dev coin, Frey coin, Freya coin, Nova coin. Never, I don't remember most of these. I have heard of some of them. Anyways, I looked up most of these coins. Most of them are dead or worthless. The only two, of course, being Bitcoin and Litecoin that have really survived. And let me just draw your attention to the market cap of Bitcoin. 1.2 billion market cap. For Bitcoin. For Bitcoin. And what is it right now? It's over. It's almost 600 billion. 600 billion. In nine years. It went from 1.2 billion to 600 billion. Actually, over a trillion at the, at the height, but in nine years. So imagine where we could go in another nine. Yeah, that that's amazing. Well, and a lot of those have fallen off. I mean, I'm surprised that PP coin wasn't number one. It was actually number three, but you're surprised that it wasn't number one. I right. get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it still doesn't exist. Oh, that's too bad. Because that's a good one. Why is that too bad? Well, because I mean, in in the in the you know Elon era that we're in now. Oh yeah, he would think he would have been pumping PP coin. He would have been pumping barbecue coin, um, bit bar. He would have loved that. He would have eaten it up. Uh, But I think really what this shows is the growth in a little less than a decade. We've gone from. $111 $111 Bitcoin to 30,000. I know we're down 50%, but $30,000 from 111 in nine years. Yeah. Litecoin's still around. It was $3 in 2013. Crazy, crazy growth. So stay the course. Stay the course. That was my point. Stay the course. And also remember that your favorite meme coins may not be around in the next nine years. Very true. Because the only two on this list that are still on the top 14, I don't even think Litecoin's on the top 14 list. It's not, no. It's not. So the only coin that's on the top 14 list nine years later is Bitcoin. Wow. So that just shows you that your your coins that you're really excited about, like... Safe Moon. Safe Moon. Solana. I mean, Solana's a good blockchain. Sure. There's a lot of... But who knows? Good, but who knows? My Solana point is... Solana could be sus- suspect could at, go some away at some point. Who knows? Dogecoin could go away at some point. Yeah. So that's the roundup. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. All right. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now, we're sitting at 28.7. We are still in a bear flag, this new bear flag that's formed over the last couple of weeks, running from 28 to about 32. The last few days have been negative. 
It has been mostly a result of the new inflation rate at 8.6, which is the most has been in, I think, in 40 years, something like that. So all the markets are being affected by it. But we are still ranging between this 28 to 32. So as long as we can keep that 27.5, a relief rally has been talked about a lot, but I haven't seen it yet. Hopefully it's on the horizon. The fear and greed index is low. So there's extreme fear currently. Hopefully some bulls can come in and give us a little bit of relief, but it's not looking great at the moment. Let's take a look at total market cap. Same thing. We're starting to teeter on this one. If we crash below that, then 800 is next. As Bitcoin has been fluctuating, all of the other altcoins have been selling off. So we're back down right near that 1 trillion mark for the total market cap. All right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. I've got... Phantom. Phantom has come back and crashed to the bottom, back to the scene of the crime, lost almost all of its gains from last year. Phantom is 30 cents right now, peaked at almost 350. Might want to take a look at some Phantom. Next, we have EOS, which has been underperforming for a long time now. Hopefully EOS can recover, but it's been playing this line as support for over four years now. So if you're going to get into EOS, historically, right around that $1 mark is a good spot to be. And lastly, Bitcoin Cash. Once again, we're at the scene of the crime. It's reversed back to its previous bottom, $162. I think Bitcoin Cash is a good opportunity to dollar cost average into. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe. You can also listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate your comments, and we'll see you next week.